When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, on social media and stuff, I'll have, you know, these random, random people will comment on my post or something and, and they'll just, or, or even people I know and they'll just be like, how did you ever get on this place? And Welcome back everybody to another episode of the Golf Unfiltered podcast, episode 114 of the Golf Unfiltered podcast. I'm your host, as always, Adam from GolfUnfiltered.com. You can follow me on Twitter, at GolfUnfiltered. The new email address is GolfUnfiltered at gmail.com. We also have an Instagram and a Facebook page, so please feel free to go out there and find us there. Way back in episode 81, I believe it was, about August of last year, we welcomed on uh, Mr. Jimmy Ferguson from TigerGolfTraveler.com, who is undertaking a very unique uh, journey on playing golf uh, insofar as playing the top 100 golf courses as rated by both Golf Digest and Golf Magazine. And he is back today to give us an update on his journey and to talk a little bit about his experiences doing exactly that. Jimmy, how you doing today? I'm good, Adam. Thanks for having me back. Absolutely, man. And you know, Jimmy and I actually had the chance to meet face-to-face not too long ago. We had we shared a few beers uh, with another friend of ours in the uh, the golf media space. And, you know, i got to tell you, Jimmy, uh, I'm still jealous as hell of you <laughs> that you're able to kind of go and do <laughs> play a lot of these courses. Um, but for our listeners who may not be aware of, of your website or who didn't listen to the first time that you were on, maybe give us a quick little rundown about what it is that you're trying to accomplish and uh, basically a little background on TigerGolfTraveler.com. Sure. So the basic gist of what I'm trying to do is, is as you said, play the top 100 as, as rated by Golf Digest and Golf Magazine. Um, so that ends up being four lists. I'm doing the overall top 100 and the public list for each one. Um, so, one thing I don't do, though, I'm playing some older lists, so I don't update them. That was the one thing that my wife said I could not do. I, I picked I picked these four lists, and I'm sticking with them. <laughs> and uh, that was that was the one caveat she had. So that's that's basically what I'm doing um, as far as the quest. Uh, and what the website does is kind of chronicles that, gives me a, um, a space to share that with people, and it's also a good uh, – it's a good way to just go down memory lane for me. You know, I've, I started the site in May of 14 now. So over three years ago, which is crazy. And, um, it's, it's a space for me to share the journey there. I talk about, um, as you know, other stuff too, you know, uh, pro golf, um, just random thoughts on the game. I've been, I've been playing since I was nine. I'm 32 now. So I've been playing for quite a bit and you know, it's, it's, uh, I've always loved the game, and this was a kind of way to um, just to share it with people and kind of get into that golf media space that, as you know, is, is so much fun and filled with some, some great characters. So. It definitely is. And, you know, 
I've told you this before, Jimmy. Uh, I, I just love the the angle that you take, and quite frankly, I'm I'm trying to do a little bit more of that with Golf Unfiltered. You know, it's a personal take on your journey through the throughout the game, um, and then you, every so often you kind of throw in, as you mentioned, some uh, commentary and some random thoughts on on the pro side of the game because you really can't cover golf uh, in its entirety without at least mentioning that stuff and. Listeners to this podcast certainly can relate to some of the things that uh, we've talked about. But, um, you know, uh, I should also clarify for the listeners, Jimmy, I mean, uh, no offense, but you're, you're a regular guy. You're a regular guy just like, like me and, and many of the listeners that listen to this. You're not a pro golfer. You're not someone that gets, nope. uh, gets on the courses based on your name. I would assume. I don't know. Maybe you're big time now. I don't know. <laughs> no. <laughs> but no, uh, unfortunately, that has not happened yet. That has not happened yet, but it will soon. I have faith. Um, but Hopefully. that's. I think that's an important point to make because you're you're going out and you're doing the legwork to get out onto these courses. Yeah, and definitely that's that's something I see like, you know, on social media and stuff. I'll have you know these random random people will comment on my post or something and. And they'll just, or or even people I know, and they'll just be like, "How did you ever get on this place?" And I mean, I kind of see that was probably where I was five, six years ago, just mm-hmm. in that same kind of mindset. And now that I've I've done it more and and put in the, and don't get me wrong, I mean it's it it is time to plan it and 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 do it. But so far, the places that I've played, it's a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. Um, now. I haven't gotten to the, you know, the tippy top yet of, of some of these. So there will be, there will be struggles on some and I've definitely, you know, stuff has fallen through, but um, I've gotten on a lot more places so far than I thought I would have at this point. So it's, it's insane to me. I mean, and I'm still one of those people that, that review your, your blog, you know, tigergolftraveler.com. And we should also point out, folks, that Tiger doesn't reference Mr. Woods. It actually references the fact that our man Jimmy went to Clemson. <laughs> so he's uh, 2016 national champion. There by you the way. go. There you go. I wanted to tee that up for you, <laughs> and so I'm glad that you delivered. Thank um, you. I appreciate it. Yeah, uh, but you've played some pretty great courses already. You know, I know you've said that you've not gotten to the tippy top, to use your words, but. What are some of the the more uh, well known courses, just off the top of your head, that you've already had the chance to play? Yeah, so um, people that listened last time will know I've played Marion, so that's probably one of the most famous ones I've played. Um, Pebble Beach, for sure, is a top one um, that everybody everybody knows. Pebble Beach, either they've seen it on TV, played it on a video game, or mm-hmm. or whatever, and uh, so that's a famous one. Um, I played Oak Hill in, in upstate New York where, uh, you know, if you're new, newer to golf, that's where Duffner won his PGA. Yep. Um, I played I played all the ones out at Bandon Dunes. So those are kind of like the, I would say, the famous. The Ocean Course at Kiowa is another big-time one. Um, but those are, those are the famous ones, I'd, probably the most famous ones I've played, I guess. They're certainly famous ones. And now yeah. some of these you've been invited to play. Um Mm-hmm. And a lot of them, though, you've you've actually paid to play. Is that right? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so not everything's more, a handout. More than I would have hoped. But, uh, but, yeah, yeah, you definitely um, – it's a little of both. But, yeah, I've definitely had to pay my way on a lot of them. And so one of the uh, the things that I wanted to talk about 
uh, today, Jimmy, is kind of an update on some of the newer courses, or the most recent courses, I should say, that you've played since the last time we spoke almost a year ago. Um, and looking at sure. your website, you know, I can see that you've kind of made your way through the Midwest a little bit, and I do see that you've played a few mm-hmm. courses in Illinois, um, you know, yep. one, one of which I certainly have a few questions about. But, uh, you know, what? how has your journey evolved up to this point? I mean, you've, you've played more courses. Um, you had mentioned earlier that you're no longer kind of that, you know, you know, the, the wide eyed, Oh my God, how did I get on this course? But how Mm -hmm. has, how else has it evolved? Is it easier to kind of find a rhythm or a a, a technique or a, a a best practice that you use to get onto these courses? Yeah, I think, the main thing as I've done it more is just kind of learning some patience. Um, I still struggle with that sometimes, you know, I'm thinking I gotta, I gotta play, you know, 30 courses in a year, which is kind of unrealistic, but, um, but I've, I've kind of learned patience and, and learning to, to let things happen instead of trying to push them. You know, sometimes you'll, you'll get leads on a course and it won't go anywhere, but, um, you know, learning to kind of maybe put that one to the side and focus on something else. And, and, and some of what I've just the way the last year has gone, I've focused on a lot of the public courses too. Um, just based on, you know, where I've, where I've taken trips and, hmm. and clusters of courses that I could, that I could knock out and play all together. So that's kind of how I think how the quest has evolved in the last year so far anyway. You know, it's interesting because before we get into some of the specifics about the courses that you've played most recently, I've always wondered, and I've played golf in different states. Um, you know, I've, I've enjoyed playing golf. I've played golf in Los Angeles. Uh, obviously, I live in Illinois, so I play a bunch of courses out here, uh, Michigan, and basically around my state. But have you? is there a difference or have you noticed a difference on how – golf is I, I don't know maybe not so much played because it's the same game but is there a different type of atmosphere depending on which part of the country that you're in as you're playing these courses yeah um you know i would say no not really um the accents are different um <laughs> but <laughs> um but no i mean you got you know you got your stereotypes wherever you go and i mean you know heavier populated areas are going to have some more interesting characters than some other places might. But I mean, for the most part, golfers are all a pretty cool group of people. Yeah. Um, so I found, I found them, you know, all these places, the atmosphere usually differs based on the type of course as opposed to where it is. I've noticed that as well. And I'm actually glad that you answered it, answered it that way because it's funny because no matter where you go, and I've never played overseas, but I'd imagine that it's probably mm-hmm. similar. There's there's always this common thread of how people act when they're on a golf course. And so it's interesting mm-hmm. to hear from you, someone who's played in many more courses in different states than I have, how that remains true regardless of where you're from. And I'm sure this probably can't be said for every person that plays golf, obviously, because we live in a, in a weird society. But it's for the most part, it's pretty welcoming, and it's pretty much from one course to the next, from one state to the next. You're going to have a pretty solid experience. Would you agree? Yeah, I would say that too, and it's it's also a function too. I mean, 
basically all the public courses that I'm that I'm playing, you know, 99.9% of them are known for their customer service and they're either resorts or high-end public courses. So you're going to get a great uh, experience. And then the private clubs, you know, even if I'm not with a member, I mean, they've decided to open their course up to me for that day. So I've, I've yet to be treated less than stellar in my opinion. So, um, yeah, it's been, it's, it's a welcoming game. It can not be at times, but, um, for me as a, a normal, I guess male, it's been easier, but, um, right. Right. But yeah, it's, uh, I felt that I've been welcomed wherever I've been. That's just awesome to me. You know, I mean, I think it's, it's, it's testament to the power of not to get too deep and philosophical on you here, Jimmy, but it's, 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 uh, <laughs> it's great to say that, you know, you can reach out to somebody because in the last episode you had mentioned, you basically just reach out to these courses and say what you're doing. And mm-hmm. is there an opportunity for you to come out and play for a review of the course? And from what you had mentioned, and let me know if this is still true. A lot of times there, these courses are very open to that. Um, as long as you can get somebody in contact with the right person. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, and, and like I mentioned last time, that's kind of at the private ones, that's hit or miss. Um, but it does work there too. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot more open than, than it would appear on the surface. The power of the internet, (laughs) the power of social media. That's absolutely right. So let's talk a little bit more about the specifics of some of the most recent courses, um, particularly the ones in Illinois. Now, the one what I've I've got your website open right now, listeners. Again, it's TigerGolfTraveler.com, and you played Butler National, which yep. is just amazing to me. And I know that when you and I met face to face not too long ago, you had mentioned that you were waiting to write this review um, for a certain point, and based on the list that you are playing off of. This was ranked mm-hmm. number 50 in golf Di- by Golf Digest at that time, so right in the middle. Definitely a great golf yep. course from what I've heard. I've never played it. Um, oddly mm-hmm. enough, I actually work in the city that it's located, and I've, I've driven past it many times, but I've never actually played it. <laughs> um, it's, a, it's a George and Tom Fazio design. People know the, 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 the fact that it's super private. It's walking only, which was interesting. I actually didn't yep. know that. Um, I don't, I'm not asking you to tell me who got you on, but was this a matter of you had to know a guy that knew a guy to get onto this? Yeah, kind of. Um, uh, I don't know if you know about the golf match app, but I'm on that and kind of just, you know, spend some of my free time on, on doing that. And some people I've met through that, um, one person in particular, he's a Chicago guy. Mm-hmm. And it was a friend, a friend of his who was the member. So to me, it was friend of a friend of a friend. So, <laughs> um, yeah, he, uh, I was coming up to, I was coming up to Chicago one way or the other, um, to play the Glen club. And then he had mentioned that we we're, we were originally trying to get on shore acres, which fell through, um, unfortunately, mm-hmm. but, uh, Butler national kind of was, funny enough was like the the second plan which you know is ridiculous but um so i was coming up to chicago one way or the other so it worked out that i could uh that i could play that one and a a couple other ones while i was while i was there for a three or four day weekend so 
it's amazing. And some of the pictures that you've taken, and uh, you do a great job of showing multiple pictures from the courses that you've played. The, the course looked in great shape, obviously. I mean, at the name of Butler National, a place that hosted yeah. the Western Open for a few years, long time ago. Um, it, mm-hmm. This was in October is when you played it? Yeah. Um, yeah, around the 20th, something, 20-something of October, so kind of late in the fall. And it just looks amazing out there. And, you know, I've always wondered this. Now, I've, I've played on a couple private courses, and I always felt weird when there are other members around because <laughs> I feel like they're all kind of looking at you like, who's this guy? But did you have any sense, uh, to kind of go back to something we had talked about earlier, about just how people are were welcoming, did, was it a positive experience? Did you have any of that, like, awkwardness? Or did you just kind of feel at home at that point and just enjoyed the day? Yeah, I mean, I, our, uh, the, the member that we played with was really cool. Um, a little bit older than me, not too much, though. So, I mean, we, we had a group of kind of, you know, similar age guys, and um, he was really welcoming. It wasn't it wasn't super busy that I think I either played it on I think a Friday afternoon. Mm-hmm. So, which you know these places are almost never busy, <laughs> right? But um, so that there weren't there weren't many people around, and they had like their staff like greeted me as soon as I parked or uh, dropped my car off. I had to valet it. There was no you didn't park your own car, which was hilarious, <laughs> and then. Uh, they like walk. They walked me to the locker I was going to use, and so I, I felt you know taken care of basically right from the time I got there. And then you know met our met our host on the range, hit some balls, and then we headed off. And it was just a normal round of golf with you know new buddies. It just happens to be at a top one hundred course that's really hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've heard it's no, it's really tough, but that's that's just it's awesome. Brutal. Yeah. Yeah. Now you had mentioned another course that you played recently, and this one, this is one that I've actually played, and uh, in the Glen Club, and this is located a little bit northern Illinois-ish, north of the city at least, uh, in Glenview, and I actually had the chance to play that with Graham McDowell. Um, what was your impression? Oh, did did I not tell you that at one point? <laughs> I don't know. I may have seen that on Twitter or something. It like rang a bell, but I don't know if you had mentioned it or we had one too many beers that night or something. But oh yeah, no, that's crazy. That's awesome. Yeah, well, and I should be fair too. I mean, we, I, I did play with, uh, with him. I was there for a, a Guinness event, and uh, he had to go play with every single. Uh, it was a scramble, so he had to meet with every group. But he actually did play with our group for about six holes. So it was awesome. That man, just at the time, I think he was number four in the world or number five in the world or something like that, which was just insane. But uh, that man can put down some Guinness. Let me just tell you. Anyway. Um, <laughs> So I enjoy the course. I've played it twice. Um, the second time with a with another uh, individual who in, invited me out. Um, what were your impressions of the course? Because I have to admit, I have mixed feelings about it. Sure. Um, you know, it wasn't. I mean, it was nothing spectacular, um, but it was in great shape, um, and we were the. I think we were the first tee time out. So. Mm. You know, we played really fast. The greens were awesome. And, you know, it's, you know, that's, if it's a public course, and I, I mean, admittedly, I mean, I was, I forget what I, what the rate was that I paid. Um, but it was, I mean, it was a good experience. You know, I, I would say, and it's, it's nothing, like I said, nothing spectacular from an architectural standpoint, but I mean, 
it's a solid golf course that was in great shape when I played it. So to me, it was worth the money. It's uh, it's definitely in good shape both times. It was in good shape both times that I've played it. Um, I also don't remember the rate specifically. I I think it's north of 150, um, which I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's it's. It's definitely up there, and it's not a thing. Let me put it this way: it's not something you're going to play every week, <laughs> but it's uh, definitely, no. a, it, yeah, it's a it's a fun course. It's a Tom Fazio um, design, uh, as I mentioned, located in Glenview, and it was rated at the time, at least for the list that you were using for uh, Golf Magazine's public courses, number seventy-two. Um, my second time playing the course because the first was an event. The second time. I was around other members and I will say that there were some instances where I did feel the way that I mentioned earlier where I was like, all right, who's this guy, you know? And it just seems to be like the kind of the locals or the, the regulars, I should say that typically play and they oh. know everyone that's going to be playing at any given time. Uh, it was pretty painfully obvious, but overall I would say that it was a pretty positive. Uh, it's a, it's a great course. It's a positive experience to play. And if anyone who comes to Chicago has the chance to play it, Definitely one of those that I think you should put on your list. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, you've played more more around your, your area than I have, but I mean, I definitely enjoyed it. So it was it's definitely one to play if you're in the area. Now, the other course that uh, you had the chance to play recently was um, White Deer Run, and mm-hmm. I've never played it. I've heard very good things. What was that experience like playing a course that? Uh, undoubtedly whenever i ask anyone what course should i play in the area that i've not yet they almost always say white deer run really (laughs) interesting um well yeah that was like that was my second round i played 36 that day um glenn club in the morning and then white deer run in the afternoon wow and um i was just uh i was talking with i mean he's he's a friend of mine it was just randomly when i played uh out at um Spanish Bay in California, I played with two guys from the Chicago area. And uh, that was probably a year or so before, I guess, or earlier earlier this past year. And I was texting him or whatever, and I said, hey, look, you know, I've got this open afternoon. What do you want to do? And he, had, uh, he was playing in the afternoon. He said, why don't you come out here and play it? So I said, yeah, sure, you know, new place, whatever. Um, and – you know, I don't know what the economics are for Chicago public golf, but I think I paid like 50 bucks at two in the afternoon. Yeah. On a, I think that was a, that may have been the Friday. I can't, all my days are going together, but (laughs) it was, it was a a weekend. Yeah. It was a weekend rate and I paid 50 bucks in the course. I mean, yeah, it's just, I mean, it's a normal public course, but for 50 bucks, I thought it was a great deal. And, uh, um, you know, Course was in was in decent shape. Greens were obviously slower than Glen Club. I mean, at that mm. at that price rate, you're not going to get the same. But um, the course overall was in solid shape, um, and we we motored around it pretty quick once we got past a group or two. And I mean, I, I had a really good time out there. So it was a it was a good experience. And that's that's funny you say that that's that's where people recommend to go. But yeah, I had a good time playing it. And and the reason they recommend it is exactly for the reason you brought up was the rate. You know, it's it's a solid yeah. public course, which I should clarify also on the lists that you're going off of. It does not appear on one of those four lists, but it is a really solid golf course. And and listeners, I know that mm-hmm. we're we're talking very regional right now to the Illinois and specifically the Chicagoland area because this course is located in Vernon Hills. 
but for those, uh, a lot of people come to Chicago, I've learned over the last few months, actually, to play golf because we have a ton of golf courses yeah. that really not a lot of people know about. Yeah. And so, yeah, there's a ton. I've still got, I think, six or so on my list to get off, get it done in Chicago. So, and, and that was actually where I was going with my next question, you know, so what, what's on the, uh, as far as Chicagoland golf goes, what's, what's next on the, uh, the docket here is have you, uh, have you met anyone that can get you on the Chicago golf club is really what I'm trying to figure out, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I have not. Um, <laughs> one person I, I do know or has gotten me on some places, um, has, is apparently working that out for this year for him. Now he's been working on that for 20 plus years. So that, that tells you how, how difficult that is. But yeah, yeah, my, the remaining courses I have to play in Illinois are, um, I think, yeah, I have six left. One of them is public, but it's, it's in Illinois and kind of name only. It's not really in Chicago. So, mm-hmm. um, but the rest are, are, are mostly around Chicago. So, you know, that's, it's the, it's the heavy hitters. Like you mentioned, Chicago golf club, Medina, rich harvest and shore acres are the, are the main ones around, around the city. Well, you know, somebody who lives in the area in the event that you need a fourth. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> you know how to get a hold of me. So I'll keep that in mind. All right. Fair enough. So, you know, it's funny, Jimmy, when we had you on the first time, you talked a little bit about some of the unique ways that you had to, you know, kind of tap into not only social media, but your, you know, your friends and everyone else that you know to get onto these courses. Now, before we started recording, you had mentioned that at one point you actually used Instagram to get onto a course, not necessarily in Illinois, perhaps, but maybe expand a little bit on that. How did Instagram help you get onto a golf course? Sure. Instagram has, has worked a few times, actually, and, and hopefully it's going to work a few more. Um, I've got probably my biggest social media following on Instagram for whatever reason. Um, I think the golf community is pretty strong there. It is on Twitter, too, but, you know, uh, so there's something people like about scrolling through pictures, and um, I've, I've kind of put the most effort, I think, into Instagram. I've done some, you know, uh, series of, you know, I'll do a a picture a day of a hole for 18 days and that seemed to get a lot of a lot of publicity i guess for me and my own sphere but yeah so the um the one i played this year or recently through instagram i played pikewood national oh nice um and and that's uh that's in west virginia outside of morgantown where the university of west virginia is so um but uh yeah that one i i think i i think i put out a picture of uh the list of the courses I was trying to play this year, and it was like 30 of them. And I got a response, I think, in a few days back of, hey, if you want any help with Pikewood, let me know. No kidding. And, uh, yeah, and I got talking to this guy. This was early in, uh, for the people that didn't listen the first time, I'm a I'm a tax accountant. So this was early in tax season, and, you know, I'm, I'm just thinking about, you know, getting the tax deadline and when I can play some golf again. And, uh this guy, he sent it to me, and, and I responded back. I said, yeah, do you know a member or something? And he said, yeah, I am a member. Just let me know. <laughs> yeah, and it's so, me. <laughs> yeah, I, I responded back, and we had something set up for the uh, the Saturday right after the, the tax deadline, and we we played, and it was, it was great. We had a good time. It was, it was an awesome experience. 
I'm looking. I, I've found that photo you're talking about, and I'm looking at the list right now, and it it's very. Uh, there's a lot of good, a lot of good courses on here, Jimmy. <laughs> a lot of good ones. So yeah. I'm glad that you've. Uh, uh, have you been able to uh, to chip away at these pretty pretty good so far? Yeah, I mean I'm getting there. I was trying to look at. Uh, I always forget exactly how many I've played, but um, on the Golf Digest overall top 100, I'm at 30 out of 100 right now, and I'm. It's similar to that on Golf Magazine. And then on the public list, I think I've played about between 35 and 40 on each of the lists. So I'm making progress. And I I recently did a I was in Northern Michigan uh, a few weeks ago, so that was that was pretty productive with the the concentration of golf courses up there. I knocked off seven, so <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, it was productive. Nice. Well, Jimmy, I don't want to take up your entire evening, but I did have one final question for you. If for the listeners people who are thinking about perhaps, you know, just trying out new courses and maybe might be a little nervous about, you know, asking around, seeing if they can get on. What's the one piece of advice that you would have for somebody trying to to play one of these top courses per the lists that you're going off of? Yeah, I would say, um, don't be afraid to ask. Um, you know, it's kind of, you've got to, you've got to know who you're asking a little bit. Um, if you know somebody say that's a member, um, you kind of, you can't just, you know, run up to them and say, Hey, when are we playing your course? But, um, <laughs> if, 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 if you know them a little bit and, and you, um, I find the easiest way is just, just get them talking about golf, you know, get them talking about their game, talk about yours a little bit, just have a normal golf conversation. And if you know somebody more than likely it may not happen that weekend or that month, but you'll probably eventually get an invite. And then the second kind of like 1A and 1B to that is some of these places will accept non-member unaccompanied play. So, you know, get on the phone, give them a call, um, write them a letter. Um, I've I've written a lot of places letters. It doesn't, you know, I'm not going to say it works 50% of the time, but it does work some. And, uh, and it's, it's something I've done and it's, it's worked for me. So, don't don't hesitate to do that. Just make it handwritten. <laughs> That's very important, I'd imagine. Don't just uh, get on your uh, yeah. your internet box and start typing away some letters. That's right. So, Jimmy, uh, thanks again for coming on. And listeners, you could follow Jimmy and his progress through the top 100 courses and public courses per Golf Digest and Golf Magazine. You can follow him on Twitter at TGR Golf Traveler. He's got a, the same name on Instagram as he mentioned a little bit ago. Uh, I just forgot that you are a fellow Patriots fan, and so you've had a really good sports year with Clemson, and then, or at least two years ago with Clemson and, and the Patriots. So uh, I got to say, it's, were you as excited as I was uh, when uh, Atlanta blew that lead? Oh, uh, it was awesome. I mean that that month. So just I'll set the stage for you. I was at the Clemson national championship for the second oh, year, geez. and it was. It was a it was a much better ending this time. Yeah. And then, you know, everything was kind of gravy after that. I'm watching the Super Bowl with my wife, having some beers, getting really pissed off in the first half. Like, you know, <laughs> we had this great chance to, to win both of them. And then I'm kind of like, I'm going to watch the game, but, you know, this game's over. And then for some reason they kept throwing the ball and <laughs> – uh, it wasn't over, and they came back and won. So it was that was quite a you know I love golf, and, but um, 
that was that was quite a run of of sports stuff in a month. That was it was pretty cool. There may or may not be a video circulating on social media of me screaming like a crazy person when uh, when they <laughs> when they ran it in in overtime to win it. So just a crazy nice. crazy nice. month. Well, Jimmy, thanks again for coming on. And listeners, you can follow Jimmy on both Twitter and Instagram. I'd love to get another update from you a little bit further on down the road, but I promise we won't wait another year to make that happen. Well, that sounds good to me, man. Thanks for having me again. I appreciate it.